What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Bitcoin and Markets. My name is Ansel Lindner. Go to bitcoinandmarkets.com and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. All right, it's been a while since I've dropped a episode on this feed, but I had a question on Twitter. Yeah, I welcome questions via Twitter or via my Discord, whatever the case is, and I will try to answer them on a podcast. So anyway, this guy reached out and said, hey, why did you change to a two-year cycle on your market cycle timing? And I realized that I hadn't talked about it on the newsletter before. I have talked about it on my other podcast with Christian, um, and I've talked about it on the member newsletter, the paid member newsletter, but I haven't talked about it on the free newsletter. And the reason to go from a four-year cycle to a two-year cycle, there's several different reasons. One is the four-year cycle is kind of played out. It's kind of dead at this point. Now, for the people new to Bitcoin, the reason why there was a roughly four-year cycle was because of the halving. So Bitcoin is made that the new Bitcoins are issued in each block as part of a block reward. So you reward the miners for finding a new block that started at 50 and then it went to 25 and then to 12.5 and now we're at 6.25 and the absolute change is getting less and less, right? So the next one would be what? 3.125. That's not a huge difference. It's not nearly as big as from 50 down to 25, especially when you look at it from a percentage basis. So the inflation rate or the issuance rate in Bitcoin is roughly one and a half percent today. And after the next halving, you know, it's going to go down to below one percent. And that is, I guess, statistically significant, but it is not as huge as it was in the past going from, say, 20 percent inflation rate down to a 10 percent inflation rate. That's much bigger change. And so these four-year cycles are driven off a deflationary shock to the system of this halving. Another part of this is that it was very hard to price in early halvings. There's been this debate in Bitcoin for a long time, you know, why weren't the halvings priced in? And there were skeptics out there saying that, oh no, the, the halving is priced in. Why would anybody think it's not priced in? Markets are efficient and we know this halving is coming, blah, 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 blah. Well, that is, you know, an efficient market hypothesis. And I, I do believe that markets are efficient to a degree. You know, maybe 50 or 75% of the market can be explained through the efficient market hypothesis. But the rest of it is intuition, innovation, entrepreneurship. Though That makes up a big chunk of the market that is very, very hard to predict. Pretty much impossible to predict. So yeah, it couldn't, the halvings couldn't be priced in earlier, uh, the early halvings. It drove its own hype cycle. We didn't know how it was going to affect miners. We didn't know how, you know, which news outlets would cover it, whether say uh, CNBC was going to run a series of posts on Bitcoin halving, and then more people would learn about it and get into it, fall down the rabbit hole. We didn't know how it was going to affect demand, all of these things, right? And so it was very hard to price in the halvings early on. But as now we've gone through multiple halvings and those halvings are actually have a less of an effect because they're the change in inflation 
or issuance is lower, then the halvings can be more and more priced in. So th those are two effects or two forces, two factors that are leading to the halving cycle being less of an impact on price. You still will probably be able to see some four-year effect from the halving. Just naturally, that will be like the heartbeat of Bitcoin low down in the chart somewhere. You'll be able to find this, this uh, four-year cycle. But I believe a two-year cycle has taken over. And we've seen this in the charts. So if you go to the chart, which I'll put on the website. So, so this is episode 234. If you go to forward slash E234, you'll find the show notes for this episode. Starting in January of 2019, we started a two-year cycle. That's what I believe. So we had a pump up pre-corona and then we yeah, that kind of ended with the corona crash. And then we've had another pump up, you know, in at the end into the beginning of 20 end of 2020 into the beginning of 2021. Uh, and we've been sideways since then, pretty much. I mean, the volatility is, there's still heavy volatility, but it's less than previously. So think about this. In previous bull markets, when the four-year cycle was dominant, we would have a 20x run-up in price. A huge deflationary spiral really hit hard with some speculation and uh, FOMO going on. People didn't know how to price this stuff in. And so we had blow off tops and so we'd have a 20 X run and then we'd have a 80% drawdown, right? That's some high volatility. But now what we we're seeing instead of a 20 X run, we're seeing like a four or five X run and a 50% drawdown. So this is technically less volatile than previously. And so if we time those out, those, those two, two year cycles or 18 months to two years, uh, we are about to begin the next two-year cycle. So that's what I think. That's going to take us real close to the halving in 2024, which will probably be around the January, February of 2024. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see if if that works out. So we'll have another 5x run here, and then we'll have a period of relative like back and forth, uh, maybe a 50% drawdown, and then after the halving, we will begin our next two-year cycle. That, that's my explanation of the two-year cycle. And what so what drives this new cycle if it's not the halving? Well, there are many different things. Pretty much the floor on the price that will continue to stair-step higher is due to network effects and people DCAing in. More and more savings is going into Bitcoin. Every month I put a little bit in, every month other people, other Bitcoiners put a little in and say we have a hundred million Bitcoiners and they each put in a hundred dollars a month, you know, that's billions of dollars going in every month, just DCA and going into cold storage as long-term savings. And that doesn't even include the big boys like MicroStrategy or BlackRock, Fidelity, all these big, big companies that are going to be aping in with billions there by themselves right and so or countries even look at el salvador or that's just a that's a micro country and they've already put in hundreds of millions think about russia or some other these larger bigger players they could put billions in right so that's not even talking about them but yeah network effects 
and DCA, that is what puts a floor on the price. So each stair step higher is going to have a higher floor set. And it's going to be price discovery, right? So you don't ever have perfect pricing. Price is always being discovered. And so you ha that's why you have a fluctuation around a mean. Or you can have like a channel on the chart where it goes up and down and up and down within a range, within a channel. And so that's what we're going to see. We're going to see periods of overbought and periods of oversold. Another reason or another thing that's driving the two-year cycle will be uh, large shifts in demand. Like I said, the big boys coming in, countries adopting, that type of thing. New types of entrants. So one reason why Bitcoin has been tied to stocks or risk assets in the last six months or so is because the marginal new entrant is in that field, right? They are the typical investor, whether they're buying GBTC or they're playing with futures and options on the CME, or they are buying the new futures ETF, whatever the case is, they are the marginal new entrant. And so, yes, they the price will follow their psychology a little bit more than others. But we will see a break of that, right? We will definitely see a break of that correlation because Bitcoin is fundamentally uncorrelated. It is a monetizing asset that's much different than a stock. And also another thing that's driving the two-year cycle will just be market psychology. So there will be periods of like the oversold or overbought, but periods of euphoria, periods of panic, that is just natural. So even if you get rid of the four-year cycle, you can't get rid of the emotional cycle that markets go through. Another factor for the two-year cycle will be outside influence. You know, like we saw the Corona crash, then we saw a reflation, uh, and now we're seeing some a period of maybe Fed tightening um, or Fed rate hikes and, and that kind of thing. There, there are outside influences on Bitcoin that Bitcoin will have to work its way through, and that will affect these cycles, these 18-month to two-year cycles as well. So that's it, guys. That is the factors behind the new two-year cycle for Bitcoin. We've already had two of them in 2019 and 2020 into 2021. And so we probably will see one play itself out here in 2022. That is why I think the four-year cycle is dead and why on my newsletter I have a market cycle timing of beginning of the new two-year cycle. Pete, I hope that was helpful and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.